Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to the Love Leading with Dr. Shannon. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be on in this new year. We have such an exciting agenda for our podcast coming up, and I'm just thrilled to get it off and running um, today. Um, I have a new book coming out. Um, it's called Naked and Exposed, the Intimacy for Life Method, Learning How to Love Well using this intimacy for life method and it's coming out in the spring. I'm going to be giving you more information about that. So be ready for that. Um, but having worked with couples for 30 years, there is a true um, science behind romantic love that we're going to kind of um, understand more in depth. Um, but today I'm just going to like start building the foundation of what is intimacy that all elusive thing that we're all looking for. I watch um, these virtual reality shows um, of um, people looking for love, you know, married at first sight and 90 day fiance, you know, all these things because we really are out there looking for that, um, that connection. We're hardwired for it. But what is intimacy? I mean, how do we find it? And then when we have it, how do we protect it? And how do we get there? And um, listen, if we just listen to kind of rom-com movies that, you know, our house in LA, we think we know, um, are we, we hear the word intimacy equally exchanged for sex and it's, that and so much more. Um, and so is there anyone out there furthering the conversation about, you know, how and what it is and um, how to get it, how to maintain it, how to protect it, how to deepen it. And so this is going to start all of those discussions. Um, and oh my gosh, stay with us throughout the year because you're not going to want to miss it. So what is intimacy then? If it's not just sex and it's not what shows up on these virtual reality shows and it's not in the rom-com movies, then, you know, what is it? Um, and the basic way I can boil it down is intimacy is a knowing and a being known. It is the ability to expose in our inner workings, our inner um, thoughts and feelings, and showing up in a way that leaves room and space for another to do the same. Um, in fact, if you kind of break it down, intimacy defined as seeing into me. That's so beautiful, isn't it? intimacy, seeing into me, into me, you see, right? <laughs> so in order 
for us to really understand kind of, you know, I work with a lot of um, in, in the faith-based community, a lot of faith-based couples. And so I incorporate not only kind of that worldview from what God says about it in his spoken word, and I also bring in the science, his created word, right? Because he, he, it equally reveals Right. And when we have that science to back up um, scripture, um, it is the tangible evidence of. Right. We can measure it. We can see it. And we can better understand and define it. Right. So in order for us to do that, let's just go back to the beginning. When God created man in his image for his pleasure, right? <laughs> because it's the same way that we might feel about our children. We see them in like image and we find pleasure in them, right? Same reason. And God said, it's good. Now, in fact, he said, it's very good. But then he said, it's not enough. He knew, he created the innate, organic, hardwired, neurobiological need for another. So the first marriage was one flesh into two. Every marriage after that is um, symbolic of two flesh into one. And he made them naked and unashamed and put them in the uh, utopia epitome of all that is good and beautiful and pleasing and pleasurable, right? This beautiful setting. And then the fall happened, right? And what is the first thing that happened when that happened? They became aware of their nakedness and they covered themselves and they were ashamed. And so then the defense mechanisms came and they started kind of pointing fingers at one another and safeguarding and um, not exposing. And so therefore became this now lifelong <laughs> tension of being able to show up again, feeling exposed and unashamed and taking down those walls of defenses of self-protection and creating um, the kind of connection we're hardwired for, but in a way that God intended. And that is total exposure. Um, and so his natural design it's for there to be one person that we do life with when we're totally naked and exposed and unashamed and that we are in our best created selves when that can be done in the capacity of a close connected romantic partnership. So that takes us back to the biology, this attachment system that we can study. 
Um, the attachment system is a neurobiological hardwiring in our brain where it we're born with it. If you think about it, it was we're born as infants with this attachment regulator. If we don't regulate keeping our primary caregivers attached to us, then we don't survive, right? We need the primary caregiver, not just for care, but for comfort, right? So there is a system that when a an infant or a baby or a child, all the way through our full being cooked up, <laughs> um, that when we don't feel as if the primary caregiver is in close proximity emotionally or physically, then we feel distress in our body. And that signals the attachment system to re-engage primary caregivers, right? So uh, we protest with crying and that draws the caregiver back in, right? So this is a protective system, this attachment regulator, keeping that close bond. Um, and what we found in studying this attachment system, it is the thing that leaves and cleaves and it passes from our primary caregiver to our romantic partner. And so we see very similar attributes of the way this attachment system regulates that bond as well. It protects that bond. Same thing, that if we feel as if our partner isn't emotionally or physically close, we feel distressed and we send off, you know, a warning signal. Hey, <laughs> we might not cry or, or sometimes we do <laughs> that. I perceive you not to be co-regulating with me. This distress feels very real and this connection is the thing that will bring that distress down. So if I perceive you as not being loving or accepting or that you're unavailable or unresponsive to my needs and longings, then that distress signal goes off and we protest in some kind of way in order to draw our partner in and close to us again. This episode of the Love Leading Podcast is sponsored by the Marriage Momentum Program, a virtual experience of working live with Dr. Shannon, allowing you to choose the expertise you desire from anywhere you live. Through her warmth and professionalism, Dr. Shannon will lead you on your path from pain to healing, conflict to connection, and giving you the tools to communication that lead to the intimacy you are designed for. It is chocked full of additional resources, such as videos and curriculum that give you the comprehensive care that gets you the momentum results that other standalone 50-minute sessions cannot, all from the comfort and convenience of your own home. For more information, go to shannonrobertscounseling.com. 
Schedule your free 30-minute consultation today to discuss how you too can start your path back to each other. Enjoy the rest of the show. So it ins- this attachment system ensures the survival of this bond between spouses. It creates a co-regulation. It relaxes our nervous system. And it protects the care and comfort connection of the relationship. It's the temperature, the thermostat, the barometer that protects that warmth and ensures the safety and security of the relationship. And when I mean, when I say safety and security, I'm not talking about actual physical um, safety, although that can be, but a felt sense of knowing and assuring that I am safe and secure emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And so the distress comes when I'm not sure, I'm not sure of you, right? And so when we begin to really study this attachment regulator that keeps the temperature right at 72, (laughs) then we know that neurobiologically we were hardwired to need a co-regulator to provide that care and comfort to reestablish, you know, safety and security when it seems to be perceived to be breached. So the attachment system, when it works correctly in couples, when that protest system works and your, your partner comes towards you to reconnect, to make reassured, then it does create that felt sense of being sure of you of safety and security. And marriages then have that culture of care. It matters to our partner if we say we're in distress and we're not sure. Let's liken it back to um, the primary caregiver child illustration. You know, they get separation anxiety because they feel alone, you know, and their little nervous system needs, you know, a big hug or a a cuddle or, you know, Um, and so the distress sends off a crying and the primary caregiver comes towards and comforts. It's the same thing in our romantic partnerships. And again, insecurity, what does that mean? Well, you know, it's kind of like when we take our children to the playground and they're laughing and they're exploring their world and um, they have a sure foundation, the confidence of knowing we're there. And every once in a while, they look back just to make sure we are. And if we make eye contact and we give a little smile, like I see you, then they laugh and go play again. Sure, that someone's got their back. And they take the thought of the knowing with them. But if they look back and we're not there, 
all of a sudden distress again, right? And they don't play anymore. They yell for us. They run around looking for us or they stand there and cry until we come towards and we shore them back up again, right? Same thing. When we have the knowledge of our other person that we carry the thought of them into our world, onto our playgrounds, and we are functioning at the level that we are focused and using our gift sets and because we have someone that has our back and we the knowledge of the perceived sense of security in that then that is that safety and security that I can go out and regulate and be my best self so intimacy is preserving that protecting that close connection and bond, the knowing, right? And so what happens in marriages when that safety and security or the perceived thought that maybe our partner isn't showing up in the relationship in a loving and accepting kind of way, or they're not as available or responsive to our needs and that insecurity in that unsafety. We don't have that soft place to fall. We don't have that secure base in which to go out and explore our playgrounds. Then that intimacy bond begins to falter. And so working with couples, they come in and they describe this in all kinds of ways. You know, they say things like, I I love my partner, but I'm not in love with my partner. And that breaks my heart because, you know, they didn't start there. (laughs) Um, And if we really are hardwired for this close connection, why is it so elusive? Why is it so difficult and challenging to know that we are, we have it? that we can continue to foster it, deepen it, maintain it, protect it. There's so many different reasons, and I'm going to be going into that in a different you know, episode, but it's elusive because anything, this side of heaven, anything that you know we have, we're all in a state of erosion. And we buy this beautiful new home, Um, but over time things need to be, you know, repaired or, um, renovated or replaced, right. And for it to continue to operate in the maximum way that in which it was originally built to do same with our cars, same with our bodies. Oh my goodness. I'm approaching another birthday. Thank goodness in my late fifties, but there's still this state of it's not in its best self. (laughs) And so we have to do things that really maintain it well. And so in marriages, you know, sometimes we think we put in all that effort in the beginning we have a really sure foundation and for reasons that, we will be furthering the discussion on it begins to erode if we aren't aware and intentional. Anything that is worth having is worth taking care of. 
And because it's so intrinsic to who we are and how we're wired and how we're created, I am furthering the cause of how we can learn how to do that well, how we can develop the rhythms and the attributes where we move from that foundational young love to a deepening of mature love, that deepening of the close bond. And if you're listening, that means you care. It matters to you because that's all I need is I will I will give you the step by steps and we're going to be furthering that um, each step of the way on how to have that emotional engagement, how to have, you know, that shared recreational partnership, the fun, how you can um, find shared purpose and meaning that deepens in a very spiritual kind of way and the physical affection practices that keep that romantic romance. The one thing that differentiates this relationship from any others on the planet and if you are already in these rhythms um, and attributes, then good for you. Continue, but keep showing up so that we can continue to give you tips and encouragement along the way to be these love leaders so that you are that couple that beats the odds. You are that couple that still look with longing in each other's eyes that other people notice the electricity when you're around as a couple that you want to be that couple. So anyway, Love Leading with Dr. Shannon, a weekly podcast, show back up. I have my book coming out, Naked and Exposed, Learning to Love Well, Using the Intimacy for Life Method coming out this spring. I'm going to be giving you tips and a little bit of previews of that um, along the way. And I am offering throughout the year, the Intimacy for Life Method webinar. So you want to go to my website, shannonrobertscounseling.com to look at the dates as that's coming up. It's free. Um, you'll be able to get a workbook when you register to show up and, and, and get this all so that we can end the year having put our best intentions into the most important relationship, learning how to show up in safe and secure kind of ways for our partners. And that intimacy piece will no longer be elusive to you. And it will make all the difference in your level of becoming your best version of yourself, um, having relationship satisfaction and contentment beyond measure longevity of security and um, all of the rest that come with that. So I'm excited to be part of your conversations in this um, journey with your partner and um, we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.